0: Hey guys, this is Brian from the Dude What Movie Review Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in to another Dude What original from our archive. We're going to have a lot of fun on this episode. We're going to have some in-depth discussion, but I wanted to warn you right up front that there is going to be a content warning and a language warning on this episode. Nothing too crazy, but I just wanted to go ahead and give you the heads up right up front. But for now, I want you to sit back and enjoy the show. It's going to be a good one. Thanks, guys. I hope you guys out there are having fun because we're having fun here in the studio on a weeknight. Hi. Hi. Welcome to our show. This is a Dude What Movie Review Podcast. Dude, what? That crazy guy over there talking is Jim. Say hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. I'm the other half of this freaking hosting squad here, Mr. Brian Sumner. It's crazy. It's wacky in the studio tonight. A little bit. We're having fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. We, of course, we're re-releasing another dandy from the episode archive. Man. You know, uh, dude, what original. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. This is a crazy episode with regard to how it relates so much to its title, Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it. Right. I think you're kind of on the same wavelength yeah. as me. You're looking yeah. forward to it, but not really. Episode 11, we're going to go ahead and just get on into it, man, from yeah. the original run. It was titled Heavy for very good reason, for very good reason, but we're going to get to that here in a minute. But before we start talking about that, Jim, how are you, man? Dude, I'm I'm
1: doing well. Great. I am busy as all get out. What? Like, just when I thought I couldn't be busier,
0: I'm way busy. <laughs> a lot of irons in the fire, as they say. Yep. Don't know what that means, but I've I, got them in there. I know exactly what that means. You, you open it up, the dictionary, to see what that definition for that is, and it's just a picture of you standing there with a big grin on your face.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm certain. I'm gunning for Stephen A. Turner. <laughs> no one being is the busiest no man in the tri-state. It's yeah. not possible. It's, uh, it's
0: just not possible. I need to talk to a supplier. To, <laughs> Whoa. to keep up with. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm putting a disclaimer on this right. anyway. <laughs> So, Jim, let's just get to it, man. You didn't let me ask you how you were doing. No one cares, Jim. Look, <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. Well, good. Okay. No. <laughs> no one cares about me. It doesn't matter. They're here for the episode, man. They're here for the entertainment. It's true. It's true. They don't want to us. hear our banter. They don't. No one cares about
1: us. Yeah. Let's just talk about the show. Yeah. Way to bring it down, Eeyore. End of the road. Nothing
0: to do. And no hope of things getting better. (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. I'm fine. I mean, I'm hanging out with one of my best friends in the studio. We're sitting here chatting about movies, and we're going down memory lane, and... We might end up uh, crying and holding each other by the time this one's all said and done. This is true. Man. <laughs> this is true. There,
1: there's, there's a big reason why this is called heavy, obviously. But yeah. keep
0: dancing around it, but it's like I'm, I'm avoiding it. Really, now that I think of it, I'm avoiding it. Is we what are. it is.
1: Yeah, we're avoiding it for sure.
0: <laughs> Episode 11 titled "Heavy." Oh my gosh, was it ever? When we last left off, we had our dude table discussion, first ever dude table discussion, Jim. Yeah. A lot of fun. I mean, it was great. Little did we know that it was going to lead into this episode, which is a, a stark difference from episode to episode. We have it so many times throughout the run of our, our original run on this show. It's crazy. Obviously, Jim chose the category dramatic films with racial tensions. Now, you felt bad at the time. I did. Coming back to this category because I was on vacation. <laughs>
1: in yeah. between these episodes yeah the the reality of my decision i think hit me while you were like away and then i, I think is because i was making promos and stuff right you know, getting stuff like that ready for social media and i was like just some of the images from the films i'm like oh man like, <laughs> gosh this is rough
0: so, which yeah. the films from that category were mississippi burning a time to kill and american history x so yeah Heavy, very appropriate title. Now, some news and notes from this episode, Jim. I cut it out on this re-release here, but kind of a a running theme with regard to our show, one of us being on vacation, or sometimes both of us on vacation. Uh, This time, I was on vacation, and we learned a lot of things, Jim. We learned that I love the beach. Yeah. I hate coming back from the beach. And you were a little sad and lost whenever I'm going. I was very much so.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, we had just started this little hobby. We had crossed the threshold of the number 10, right? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't even think we'd get past three. So like, right. um, you know, and, and we gotten into a rhythm. I've gotten used to watching a movie, getting away from my, well, I mean, um, you know, being separated from my family right. and, <laughs> <laughs> um, tragically, sadly. Uh, and, um, yeah, I had just gotten into a new rhythm, you know, and right. routine, and you wouldn't ruin that.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't ruin it with my happiness at the yeah. beach. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was happy. Frolicking in the ocean waves. <laughs> I was frolicking. Apparently, during this time, also, there was an earthquake that had happened while I was gone. I apparently happened in the middle of the night it wasn't anything major. It kind of reminded me of that meme that someone had posted of, like, a, a lawn chair laying on its side in the yard. And like, uh, I'm marked safe from the earthquake of whatever, 2017.
1: Well, it's funny because you were bringing this up on the production notes and stuff. We were talking about it, and I looked at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then the more you started talking, about, it, I was like, oh, yeah, I vaguely do remember. <laughs> like, I think I did wake up like, what was that? And I went back to sleep, you know. But, yeah, it was... Great, right, because you know we live on a fault line. So right, of course. I mean that's what everybody tells you whenever there's like a little tremor or something
0: in this area. It's like, oh, well oh, we live on a fault line. The big one's coming. It's like, yeah. The well, they've center. been saying the big one's coming since like 1930. So yeah, I mean we technically do live on one of the biggest fault lines in the world. It's true, but it's, it's true. also one of the most inactive fault lines in the world it's as true. well. It's so. True. I mean, if it does happen, we're all dead. But yeah. I will probably be gone before it ever even actually happens. So I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> kind of a metaphor for our podcast, I think, sometimes. So. <laughs> it's so painfully accurate. Moving on, Jim. <laughs> to say that people don't care, that's... Yeah, they don't care. But one person that did care at the time was someone very special to the show, Jim. Very special, yeah. We actually, I believe on the previous episode, we had started doing shout-outs. We did. You know, the the introduction of the Hey You Guys. Hey You Guys! We decided, hey, you know, we could start giving little shout-outs to people who actually really care about the show and are invested in the show. And actually we do give a shout out on this episode. You guys are going to hear it here in a little bit to someone very special and someone who will actually become very special to our show early on as she, yes, she becomes our first super fan, but she plays a very integral part into something very, very (laughs) funny I don't know how to describe it other than it's, it's funny, it's landmark, and it's important to our show within the next couple of episodes. And yes. you guys have that to look forward to on the feed. So I just want to go ahead and mention it, kind of tease it right now. That's going to be a lot of fun to hear that.
1: Yeah, and this is the, uh, I think we were talking about, like, this is the first, but not the last, uh, time that there is a major shift.
0: Mm-hmm. In the tone of our show. Right. You know, we've already talked about how the the category of dramatic films with racial tensions and the title of the episode is heavy. And you've already heard the movie selections, Mississippi Burning, A Time to Kill, American History X. Our conversation that you guys are going to hear after the montage takes a completely different turn from what we normally do on the show, at least from what you guys had heard on this show in the original run up to this point. Very light, very fluffy. You know, we've had a couple of kind of intimate moments with regard to things that we've talked about over the course of a couple of episodes up to this point, Lion King being one of those. But, uh, you know, this was the episode that really just kind of really put a shift on what we are as a show. I know that we have
1: said this a lot about previous episodes that we've been discussing but this is another one of those historical markers for dude what yes it was it was almost like you know how a snake sheds its skin as it grows yes this is kind of one of those
0: moments i think i think so Um, this was a definite growing moment for us for our show and we talk about the difference in tone but i think because of that it helped kind of point us in a direction that we really wanted to go with what yes. we do and what we offer with regard to content and a tone and a brand for our show. Yes. So in a way, I'm kind of grateful that you did choose this category. Yeah. And I actually have some interesting notes about that that I'm going to share on the back half. So okay. you guys have that to look okay. forward to after this episode.
1: And just a fore- fair warning, like on the back half, we're going to be talking more production yeah but because of the content you're about to hear yeah if you have to take a breath and then come back to listen to the production <laughs> side later we understand that but just know like yeah we're far enough removed from it because we didn't listen and listen to this show right well, I mean you did but I life... did <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah we're far enough removed from it so that we can have this this witty banter <laughs> yeah
0: or <laughs> whatever you call it we can talk about it and not cry <laughs> Good. I, I wish I could say that I'm glad to be back, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the beach has this this effect on me. It, it, it has taken a hold of me, and it's where I want to be. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm not there, I am sad. Yeah. It's going to take me a couple weeks to get back into the swing of things. I, and
1: I'm, I will say, even coming over today, I was like, I could tell you're like, hey man, like you're like, hey, it's good to see you, but yeah, so, I hate to be here. I'm kind of. Mm. I was like, man, I'm sorry Well, I'm back I'm glad So I'm sorry you had to come back to this episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where you were going to go with that I'm sorry you had to come back to insert your own response. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I know after we stopped recording last time, I right. told you, yeah. I was like, man, I hope I made the right decision. Yeah. And, and, and I, I really had been struggling because it's like, eh, do people really want to? Because of the topic is definitely very heavy. Which we, <laughs> so we we're on episode 11, uh, which what? is a big deal. Double digits. Yeah. Like, and obviously for a celebration for our 10th episode, we right. did the do table. And yes. we introduced a new segment. Yes. Uh, with oh, that. Our uh, shout out segment. Or hey, you guys segment, right? Or
0: what? Hey, you
1: guys, (laughs) (laughs) baby Ruth. Yeah, so um, we decided we'd kind of do a a shout out, or you know, if we get reviews, if people start sending in reviews and stuff, we can read read those during that time. But uh, we actually, (laughs) so (laughs) every week I get a text. Okay from my dear cousin Jess. Yes. Yep. And uh she's Jess for the win on Instagram. So she is giving you a lot of crap on Instagram and you're you've been responding to her a lot back and forth and it's funny 'cause so Jess is not a podcast person. Okay, uh, but she is a huge movie buff, and so when we started doing this, I was like, I have to let Jess know. Hey, you know, this is the name of the podcast. If you don't do podcasts, this is how you do it. Right. She started listening. I thought, well, maybe she'll probably be like, eh, that's not really my cup of tea or whatever. I know that she's all about movies, but she'll be like, man, I don't like your your reviews. But she's like, I love the show. She's like, I will continue listen to the show, but every week now. <laughs> I get a text And I always wait for it Because I know She's going to send one Right And it's like Are you freaking kidding me <laughs> Like with Lion King She was like What Like Alien She was like I had to stop the podcast And walk away Oh boy <laughs> You know And so yeah Lion King She was like I saw It's nice the- to know That I have this effect On people <laughs> Right it's funny because she texted me she's, or she told me she said Lion King I saw the title and she's like I waited a day to before I could listen to it oh yeah because the title was uh, very, very scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scar. So she was like I saw the title and I had to wait a day to listen because she, she had to like, regroup herself So, it's uh, but she I said like she's going to be sending you some hate mail or maybe me actually because she loves Dunkirk and I didn't give it the review she right. wanted yeah.
0: yeah you sent me a text uh, while I was down in Panama yeah. City and I, I was reading it, and it was her her opinions on your opinions yeah. and I was like that's funny yeah finally someone else taking her right I'm gonna get beating, some verbal beat now because she's like
1: you want some hate mail here you go but yeah so <laughs> cousin Jess is our, our shout out for this week and thanks for tuning in uh, Jess yeah, Appreciate yeah. It. so I, I love her to pieces actually fun fact about her so she is technically Kylie's cousin right okay but uh, so Kylie and I don't really see eye to eye with movies. <laughs> so so when Jess was down here, uh, she used to live in you know Evansville. She's now like up in the Bloomington area. So when she lived down here, a lot of times we would go to movies together. So she became my my movie date hey, person yeah. that I would go with, like movie tag team party. Yeah, yeah. So it was right. pretty great. So we would go and see movies together that Kylie wouldn't want to see. Right. Uh, so it's kind of funny though because every once in a while I'd see people that knew that I was married to Kylie and I had to explain <laughs> why am I with another woman. They give you kind of like yeah. a cross. Yeah, I was like, we're, we're cousins. Doing? We like yeah. movies. This all this. You're cousins. So.
0: It makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. near She's even <laughs> your cousin. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs>
1: So, but she's good people, man. And actually, on the uh, so on Instagram, we have this tracker system that I've just started using. This app that right. tells us who's not following us, like gotcha. who will follow us and the not follow us type thing. Take
0: like note, people.
1: Right, but it's more so like you know, it's people that are scheming <laughs> to try to just get right. yeah trying bit. to get to boost their numbers. Uh, yeah, but um, it sends a uh, sends this update of like, here's your number one fan, and she actually is our number one fan. Well, so. there you go. Yeah, so that's why Woo-hoo. that's why you get the shout out,
0: Jess. That's so. how you get the shout out. Yep, good stuff. I like it. Yep, yep. Anywho, I appreciate you tuning in that's awesome yeah, yeah good so, so she gets the shout out this week that's awesome yeah cool deal but now i think it's time that we get back to brass tacks here
1: i'll be honest man i've kind of been stressing a little bit about this episode about because it. don't stress about it i know just because of the the nature of the topic like i think we'll have some good
0: conversation good dialogue. i think we will too it's a, it's a it's a touchy kind of topic but like we said on the last episode we're a movie review podcast right and if we don't cover these movies, then we're being selective, right. you know, and just trying to pigeonhole ourselves basically into doing just a certain type of movie. Right. That's not who we are. Right. All right? We like to cut up and have fun, obviously, yeah. but we're also trying to create a dialogue about everything. Any topic, it doesn't matter what the topic is. It could be funny stuff, it could be serious stuff, yeah. very dramatic, intense stuff, like we're going to dive in today.
1: Yeah. And so, like, even when you presented that, I think that's why when you gave me the list of the three, right, when you were like, well, you took that well, I think I was processing, like, am I making the right decision? Right. And so, like, my response wasn't like, what? I can't believe you <laughs> haven't seen this racist movie. You're like, you know, <laughs> You know it is not to that level, obviously it's wow. dealing with with that 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 topic or that nature, but right. um and so i I think that's why my response was not melancholy but very reserved. Gotcha, and you know we've had in depth conversation, yeah, but I mean, think it this is going to take
0: it to a whole new level, I think for our show, right, right?
1: because we know this going into it, yes not. On the back end So anyway So so the three movies you gave me Was Mississippi Burning Right A 1988 film With Gene Hackman And William Defoe. It's a crime drama History And then A Time to Kill A 1996 film Based off a John Grisham novel Matthew McConaughey Sandra Bullock Samuel L. Jackson and the other one was American History X. Uh, 1998 crime drama with Edward Norton, Edward Furlong. All of these are very pivotal movies. Right. All of them have made a dent in Hollywood if you will. They, they've made a statement I guess you could say. I feel like American History X maybe because it's more modern is one that I was like inside I'm just like what? Yeah. Same with Time to Kill. Anyway we'll see man. Like any of these I think any of these will be great to really spark the dialogue and stuff that, uh, that we can have afterwards.
0: But right. so, so tell me what's the box, Brian. Oh,
1: what's in the box?
0: You want to know? Yeah. Well, the box is sitting right here in front. I know. I'm just... So you go right ahead, sir. Let's see what we got in the box. <laughs> Nervous again. I,
1: I am. I don't know why. I get to do this all the time. What? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brian. No. Yeah. American History X that's right sir this is not a rental again not a rental again and it feels like it's been used so did it, you buy this or I did buy this has this been one that's been on your shelf and you just
0: haven't watched it it has not been on my shelf and I have not watched it no uh, I actually uh, even though I was away on vacation I was still doing my homework okay, <laughs> so okay one thing that Crystal and I like to do is we like to go to like thrift shops secondhand stores goodwills stuff like that sure so anytime sure. I go to these places I always thumb through the DVDs and the CDs see uh, if there's anything cool in there okay and i happened to find that at uh, legacy thrift on uh, highway 98 down in panama city beach okay give them a little plug right there yeah. but uh yeah found that for two bucks i was like boom because wow. I knew I wanted to do this movie in particular, and when I saw it on the shelf, I was like, sold. So why this particular movie? I've heard so many varying opinions about the movie. Yeah. It's obviously polarizing. Uh, uh, very much so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Edward Norton, despite what you may you know feel about him, he is a tremendous actor. I like his work. I've never seen this movie. I for, will say that, I mean, for, he... For, one, for one, one reason or another, this is another one of those films that I've never sat down to watch, and it's not because I haven't wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. I have wanted to watch it. Yeah. I just never have gotten around to watching it. Now, I have caught a couple scenes on TV.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I will tell you that the TV version is
0: nothing. Oh, I can... Like yeah. what we're about to see. Yeah, I, I can probably gather as much. But uh, yeah. yeah, there are a couple scenes that I have caught on TV. The the ones that I did see, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's. I will say Edward Norton is, serious stuff, so. is
1: amazing in this movie. I mean, he plays his character very well.
0: I have a feeling there's probably going to be some scenes that are pretty tough to watch. Yeah. So, but yeah. Which
1: I, I say that just to prep, I guess, our listeners, if anything, for right. the montage. I mean, obviously, we don't know what the montage is going to look like until after we watch the I, movie yeah, and you get yeah. the clips and all of that. But, right.
0: I'll yeah. definitely put it in the script. Right, again, yeah, I think it's kind of a one. given.
1: All right, man, let's There's dive not, in. There's not really
0: it. much else to do except for just to just go dive into it, I guess. Like we've said before, if you guys haven't watched this movie, American History X, pause the podcast right now and go sit down and watch it and then come back on the backside and kind of rehash it and live the discussion with us about this movie in particular. And then yeah. after you've listened to the back half of the show, get on Facebook or send us an email and let us know what you think about the ranking and, yeah. and, and our thoughts and our opinions. And uh, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those topics that we can probably get some good dialogue going. I agree. So, and I mean, uh,
1: if you 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 know if you don't want to dialogue publicly, you can always private message us. Oh, email yeah. Us, obviously, like yeah. You then know, then, always
0: send us an email yeah. and you know, if you just want to have a discussion back and forth, that's yeah. fine. Everything yeah. be kept private.
1: Because it's like you good. said, it is very polarizing. And right. Unfortunately, especially with social media. It's a hot topic. Yeah. You know, People are in very... This,
0: in this country, especially right now, there's yeah. a lot of racial tension in the world yeah. and this is a drama. This is a movie. Yeah. We are a movie review podcast right. so we're going to dive we're into it. We're going to go do it. Let's go watch we'll see you in the back half guys
1: so here's the drill I'm your history teacher from now on we will discuss current events we will call this class American History X assignment is to prepare for me a new paper due tomorrow oh come on Sweeney it took me a week to read my account that isn't fair
0: well what do you want me to do it on A
1: brother come on this has got nothing to do with me yes it does it has everything to do with you I want you to analyze and interpret all the events surrounding Derek's incarceration how these events helped shape your present perspective concerning life in contemporary America, the impact on your life, your family. Don't ask me to fix this whole fucking situation. I'm not asking that. It was there before me. You helped create it. You you want to take a break Look, now? Sweetie, did you bring me in here to talk about Derek? Because what happened to him has nothing to do with me. Everything you do right now has something to do with Derek. Look, I follow directions. I you prey amp- on people, Cam. Yeah. You use them. I lost three years of my life for your phony cause, but I am onto you now. You what fucking do you Know about the place I'm in? There was a moment. I used to blame everything and everyone for all the pain and suffering and the vile things that happened to me that I saw happen to my people. So blame everybody. Blame white people. Blame society. Blame God. Is anybody they're going to listen to? You, it's you. <laughs> no, I'm, I hate to tell you, but I'm out. Okay? Those guys are probably gunning for me. You take a break, you'll find no peace. The way to find peace is to stick. <laughs> you know what you can do? You can get me shot by a bunch of white boys. All right, darling. Yeah, we're all going to have a laugh at that, tell you. I get no answers because I was asking the wrong questions. You have to ask the right question. Like what? Has anything you've done made your life better? You can't come parking at me? Look, you can do whatever you want, but Danny is a good kid. He needs my help and
0: I'm gonna give it to him.
1: If you come near Danny again. I won't have to. He'll come to me. I'm more important
0: to him now than you I came in here to tell you one thing. I am out. Out!
1: And Danny is out too. And if you come near my family again, I'm going to fucking kill you. So I guess this is where I tell you what I learned. Well, my conclusion is, hate is baggage. Life's too short to be pissed off all the time. It's just not worth it. Well. (laughs) Welcome back.
0: (laughs) (sighs) App after that. Woof
1: yeah brother I you know so I've I've seen this movie and I told you at one point there was
0: scenes that I think I just have blotted out of my memory a little movie PTSD possibly Uh, yeah I mean I think it's right now I think honestly I think what everyone right now needs to do is just take a step back yeah take a deep breath big deep breath yeah let ourselves detach emotionally from. If yeah. you, know, you guys tuned in and, and watched while we watched,
1: and, and you know, obviously part of I mean, what we do here is we
0: review immediately after the exactly. movie, and this yeah. is definitely
1: a movie I think that we have plenty to chew on
0: for a long time. But because, gonna... I, and you know, honestly, and that's because these are issues that are ongoing. Yeah, I mean, this isn't just like a run of the mill overnight thing. This is decades, yeah. centuries. I mean, we are talking about racial tensions in not only just this country, but in the world, these are issues that are ongoing. So, yeah, this is a topic that will definitely have some long-standing effects, for sure.
1: Well, and just, yeah, obviously, even the movie in and of itself. I mean, obviously, you said that you heard uh, mixed reviews uh, from it, um, I think, on the first half we were talking about that. I think maybe people just feel so deeply about the issue at hand and the thing as far as, you know, with racism and just the content of the movie. So, uh, we've never done a drama on this show yet. Right, this first one. And we decided to just go in. <laughs> at first, in, in, and <laughs> yeah. in, in a deep topic, obviously, dealing with obviously. racism. Yep. Um, this, obviously, American History X highlights neo-Nazism, uh, which I think is even more prevalent because of the news and the media right. uh, in, in the weeks, you know, that have led up to this week, actually. so I just want your immediate, I mean, obviously, besides the sigh of <laughs> just trying to process Ooh, everything so collective sigh of relief that yeah, the movie was um, done so i guess process with us
0: where you're at first and foremost it was a really good movie it was really good edward norton's performance in this is in in a way it's it take the the dark topic you know the yeah. racism aspect and everything but this is almost like a story of redemption he has gone through so much and has realized that Kind of what he's been digesting his whole life is stuff that has been projected on him, and he hasn't really created his own point of view. He's just regurgitating what he has been told, what he has been fed, what he has been constantly driven into his mind until it's time he's on his own. And then now is he's starting to really think about it and starting to use his own point of view. Right. And now he just realizes it's just been BS his whole life. So that story of redemption, it's like I've gone this whole time my life— Preaching and being a part of something that yeah, boldly I, I, holding I don't, on to, yeah, I uh, don't, I don't even that, believe now. So okay. the uh, what's his name Sweeney? Yes yeah. mm-hmm. he, yeah, he said uh, for, for so much time in my life, I was asking the wrong questions. Yeah, he's like, and you know, you got to ask yourself the right questions. And you know, he said, has the stuff that you've done in your life made your life better? Yeah,
1: dude, that that whole scene was I mean, powerful, brutal. I mean, there's so many uh, yeah. scenes
0: in this movie that are just brutal and not from a hard to watch aspect. Yeah. But brutal. From a life, a life standpoint, exactly, yeah. a, a place of honesty with yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's how brutal emotionally it was. Yeah. As a movie goes, this was a really good movie. Hard to watch, not hard to watch because the movie wasn't any good, but hard to watch just because of it. Just makes you realize this exists in our country. Yeah, this exists in our world. Yeah, this perpetual roller coaster ride of hate. Yeah, and it just it you know when, when you don't. When you open your heart up and you don't let hate in and you just you allow yourself to, wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like getting emotional with no, this. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that uh, people can just hate. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate that people can just blindly hate. It just, it, it wrecks me. Mm-hmm. I hate it. So, from a cinematic standpoint, this is a very important movie. Very much so. It's very important. Yeah. So, can't believe I'm getting all worked up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We like to keep it real here. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Typically, uh, I like to keep it, you know. Light and fluffy. But but it's... This is... uh, uh, The topic of racism in our country is... um, it's been brought to the forefront more, uh, I think, because of obviously the person in office, Donald Trump. Uh,
0: yeah, and, and let's just go ahead and just say right now, we don't want to turn this into like a big political right. Forum. No, and this I and
1: that's yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Is like whether you you love him or hate him, he yeah. he is our president. He is and, our president. Um, things that maybe he hasn't even said, but have been implied, like right. through media and through other people. Right. And unfortunately, you get groups on either side of the fence that want to grab on sure. to certain things and sure. perpetuate right. their propaganda. I use that word because I think in talking even just about neo-Nazism and and just the hate groups, you know, they're they're too often in times we want to twist things around to promote our ideals. And, oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. Um, you so see this, that all the time. It's been brought very prominent, obviously, in recent years and right. more so even in the the last, well, what, not even six but eight months, nine well, months.
0: It, you know, in the movie, it struck a chord with me, you know, the scene where his mom, played by Beverly D'Angelo, she brought, uh, I can't remember his name, Elliot Gould played uh, yeah. the character. Yeah, her boyfriend at the yeah. time. Yeah, and, and, uh, she brought him over to dinner and they're sitting down and they get on this topic of Rodney King. Yeah. And because this was set, you know, around the time of the Rodney King trial and everything. And, and that was such a polarizing issue much in this so. country. Pretty I mean, so. that brought so much, you know, racial issues to the forefront, right. especially in the media. That whole scene where he is just going on and on and on about how, like, so many illegals are coming into the mm-hmm. country and, you know, the borders aren't secure, you know, and, and all this stuff. And it just, it's crazy how it just rang so true with the rhetoric. That you're seeing in the news yeah, every day, yeah. especially coming from the president, talking yeah. about orders aren't safe. We got illegals coming in. These people are criminals. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and all this stuff. And you can't help but make a correlation between what so. you see in the screen in the movie and yeah. what you see on the screen from our own president. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. It just it does come across as hate speech a lot of times. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't have the answers for illegal immigration. Like we've said on here, we're deep fried yeah. white boys. You know, blue collar white deep, boys in the Midwest. Deep fried yeah. blue collar or white boys, yes, just yeah. you know, talking movies, and you know, I don't have the answers for for all that stuff. I just know that to basically lump every person from that nationality right. into this whole bucket of just bad people, yeah, that's a recipe for hate. Yeah, when you allow hate to get in to you, yeah, it literally becomes a cancer. Yeah, it eats you from the inside out. Yeah. And I just, I can't understand why someone would want to hate just. Just hate so much because yeah. you end up like uh, Edward Furlong says. You just end up wasting so much of your life. Your life, life is, is short, short enough. Right. Life is too short. It's short enough as it is. Why well, spend the re- you know your whole time hating? but Yeah, that scene. That was when I heard that. I was like, wow. Because yeah. this movie. What, what year was this movie?
1: Do you? Uh, I have it written down. It was a uh, ninety-eight. I believe. Ninety-eight. 99? Ninety-eight.
0: Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. Okay. okay. So I mean, here we are, almost twenty years later. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah a lot of that, even because as they, that the dining room table they were having this conversation and even his Edward Norton's girlfriend is like speaking up and talking about like the cameras and, and I'm like you know that, and that's the thing I think that was mo, for me was very eerie there are elements of what he was saying that was true but yeah. they but using it and bringing it to the to when the precipice says, of using it for hatred right. and destruction exactly. of another human being to justify that exactly and, and yeah. so I feel like this movie does a, a really great job of bringing you into the psyche the, uh, Of someone who feels that way. So like, and I mean, they even do, you know, like kind of pulling back and showing as the story progresses, the dining room table scene with the father exactly and you know all I can think of again is the conversations we've had about how fathers are so pivotal in shaping yep. and creating
0: and you can see in that scene where the seeds are being planted right. into Edward Norton's and, head and it just
1: took the right and the circumstances yeah. and the right people around those circumstances to
0: breed that and then you gotta think you know at the time of that scene where the where the father you know was still alive yeah. and he's sitting there and they're having their family dinner and everything you gotta think you know Edward Norton's character he's a teenager yeah. so very impressionable yeah. obviously and you, you know your father you look up to your father especially if it's someone that you've trusted for so long and you look to them for advice worldly advice and so when you start hearing these things and you trust your father right you trust this person who has molded you when that seed is planted in your head it starts to make sense in your head right just because of you know who you're around the way that that scene almost kind of mirrored the scene yeah. earlier in the movie yeah. with you know Edward Norton sitting at the head of the table now because his father's yeah. gone and him basically taking what his father said, cranking the dial up to right. Like twenty. Right. There was it, there's a stuff. lot
1: of those. I mean, just the film in, for me. Like, and I mean, it's not about me; it's about you because I've seen the movie. But um, <laughs> yeah. the dialogue was great. The action, the interaction was great. But I think there was a whole other level of the storytelling when it came to the scenes being shot, the way they were shot. You had the black and white. White, but then you had color. You, I, the, I love the mim- mimicking of the shower scenes, right? Bike, yes, with these transformations happening. The
0: dining room table scenes. There's a lot of elements of story. I love that the callback scene, like not necessarily flashback, but the earlier scenes of his life. I love that that was all in black and white. Yeah. You know, so you get this two. It's almost as if they're you're representing two separate worlds. Yeah. That's that's happening essentially at the same time. You yeah. know, it, it's it's basically a memory callback is what it is. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved the way of a shot.
1: Because, I mean, even in that the story that that tells is like because everything that was happening during that time, the black and white scenes, was, I mean, it was black and white. It was a black and white issue with them as far exactly. as like what they believe, what they stood on. Right. But then bringing it into color yep. is kind of like seeing it in a whole different level yep. of like. I've had this awakening exactly right you know and right. so you see this uh, to me that there's a a beauty I mean Seeing the movie is very harsh, but, like, yeah. there's a beauty in the storytelling aspect that I think there's so many levels besides right. just what you're seeing on screen. Yeah, the representation
0: of the, of the black and white, you know, showing before he went to prison yeah. and all the things that led up to that. And while he was in prison, just his way of thinking that. And then when he comes out and everything now is, in, you know, it's in color, you're seeing everything in present time and color. Yeah. It's just like representation of showing that not everything in life is clear cut black and white. Yeah. There's always these shades of gray, and there's more colors that you need to take into. Yeah. I thought it was brilliantly shot. So
1: what, uh, I guess... You know, I've, I've been asking, like, what makes a good whatever film with, dealing with drama, in your opinion, just talking about the movie aspect, and we'll get more on the content again, but right. what makes a good drama?
0: Just compelling characters. That's that's the main thing that makes a really good drama. If you can have... We bang storytelling on here all the time. That's a
1: given, given That's a given. Yeah.
0: But I think for a drama, what makes a good drama is compelling characters, sympathetic characters, and then also the actors and actresses that portray those characters, that's that, that is where you get your strength in a drama. we talked about this before when you see someone play a role. Like, I think we talked about it on the Point Break So when Steve was in the uh, studio. Mm-hmm. You don't see anybody else playing Patrick Swayze's character, right. Bodie. No one else is playing that character. Yeah. You, you just cannot... You can't envision that because he made that his own. Edward Norton made this character his own. Yeah. You can't see... I. I personally can't see anybody else playing that role. Yeah. He's such a, a horrible character mm-hmm. when, when you're when you first introduced to him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's such a horrible person. And then you see the transformation. I mean, he's still at the point in his life, he still has a ways to go. Yeah. Very but much so. But yeah. he's definitely on the path of. He's, you know, on, he's heading in the right direction. He's heading in the right direction right. of reevaluating life and everything that he's been taught and trying to make a better future for not only himself, but for his family. Right. In that regards, this is a beautiful character. Yeah. A very compelling character. Not necessarily that anyone one can relate to the racist aspect of who this character is right but you can definitely relate to the character as a whole when you examine it as someone who has basically been told or shown the wrong light right. his whole life yeah. once he steps out of that into a different path and starts to reevaluate who he is yeah it starts to point himself in, the, in a better direction for his own betterment. Anyone can relate to that. You've been shown the wrong way, yeah. and now you want to be something better. You know, we can relate to that. For sure. It's interesting you say,
1: because I told you, I, I normally get a lot of fun facts and stuff. And right. This one, there wasn't, I mean, again, dealing with the type of movie it is, it's yes. like, it can't be like, hey, fun fact, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> shouldn't say that when you're drinking, taking a drink, sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, spit my <laughs> Coke everywhere.
1: <laughs> um, fun facts about racism. <laughs> right. But um, you were no. you know, talking Talking about Edward Norton, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was actually—he turned down the lead role for this. I'm glad he did. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got to be honest—I'm not really a Joaquin Phoenix fan. Yeah. I can't picture him doing this role. Yeah. I really cannot.
1: No, I, I agree. I, I don't think he I don't think he would have sold. I don't it.
0: think he could have encapsulated it. I think it would have been a different performance. Yeah. And I, there's always just been something a little off about walking Phoenix for me. Yeah. Personally. I loved him in Gladiator. Yeah. I thought he was really He's good great. in that. Yeah. Uh I thought he was good and walked the line. Walk the line, yeah, he was you good. Know, but yeah, he plays a good Johnny Cash. So He was really good in that movie. Yeah, he was. I've got I yeah. to give him some credit. He Did. was really good in that, but there, I've seen him in other things that I just he, he just doesn't set right. Right, yeah. But no, no Edward. Edward Norton in this role is, I mean, I hate to use the word again, but iconic. Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree. And I mean, when you think of, when you, American History X, when you think of it, like you immediately go to the picture of Edward Norton with a swatch on his chest, yep. like it's, I mean, the moment you see it, you know American History X. Like right. You, because it is such an iconic movie. So interesting though, uh, director. Tony K this is his debut film Okay. And there was a, so much drama behind the scenes with this particular movie. I mean, he came out, like, basically, because I didn't realize how much Edward Norton played a role in script writing and really? a lot of that as well. But, like, he, he was brought on, obviously, as, an, as the actor. But Tony K that wasn't really his choice. And then I guess Edward Norton is such a perfectionist when doing roles okay. that he can be kind of unbearable to work with. Okay. Um, and I guess he, Tony K had, like, he done. not edit and then the uh, studio sent it back saying we don't like it Oh, really? So he spent a year re-editing, sent it back. They said, we don't like it. So then they brought Edward Norton on to help with the final edit. Really? And he added an extra 20 minutes of film to the original. So that's what we have now.
0: And then the studio was like, yeah, this yeah, is and it. Yeah, the
1: studio was like, this is what we <laughs> so want. So it took Edward Norton. Uh, yeah, So, but that obviously there was more of a rift even then with Tony Kay and Edward Norton. Tony actually didn't see the film until nine years later. Really? Why? Yeah. Just so, because like of he, that? I mean, yeah. because of all this, he canceled the premiere. The so he yeah, and it. he didn't even watch the film until nine years later because that he felt like basically it wasn't his film anymore.
0: Well, here's the thing though, in something like that, if the studio is telling you they don't like it, right. they don't want to put it out, yeah. and then someone comes along and they tweak it and they make it better, and the studio's like, "Yeah, let's go." I mean, you. Yeah. S- yeah, but that, are, that's...
1: our directors uh, that vain? Well, and that's... And especially because this is his debut, like he... I, but he had, I guess, apparently done a lot of music videos and commercials and stuff like that. And so... Well, what to uh, do, I'm Right. Sure. Exactly. And so I just found that interesting. There's all of this dynamic happening behind the scenes. Right. But the final product... So it speaks for itself. Right. I mean, it's right. a very and, powerful I mean, Edward movie. Norton was nominated for Best Actor uh, for an Oscar. He was beat <laughs> out by Roberto... I'm going to slaughter his last <laughs> name. <laughs> Roberto Benigni, Benigni, and uh, Life is Beautiful, which is actually about, ironically enough, about a, a, basically a Jewish waiter who falls in love with this girl, and it's this kind of okay. drama comedy type deal, right. uh, and about concentration camps and stuff. And so, I've never seen the movie, so I can't really give much Life of a description is of it. But I what just is it, found Roberto it, Benigni. Yeah, but um, is that, does that sound right? B e n i g i
0: Roberto Benigni. Yeah,
1: so but I don't he. Know. I just made that up. He beat Edward Norton with the Oscar, you, you know. know and, and of course, let's well, see now. This all right.
0: This goes off into a whole side tangent Well, you know, and with, with right. the Oscars, no. And because- I was gonna,
1: yeah. And I, that's kind of why I brought it up as well. Because I kind of
0: want to watch that other movie now, just right. to see, so I can do a side by side comparison. Because this was this was pretty damn good. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and I and I've watched the Oscars before. Yeah. And I've seen what movies win Best Picture. I've seen, you know. And you can definitely what, say
1: there's some political and some other stuff going on behind the scenes. Sometimes when I
0: watch the Oscars, I literally sometimes come away scratching my head. It's like, how could you pick these movies over other movies? Right. How could you pick this actor over another actor? I just, I'd never, yeah, I never understood that. But
1: anyway, yeah, all right, we got yeah. off on a side No, day. we did. And, that, and that's fine. I just found it interesting that, because Life is Beautiful, maybe I've just been living on a rock. I don't know. But like, I've never I've heard, never of, heard of it. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean it wasn't a great film. But I I just found it interesting that the content it was dealing with, and then the content, they both dealt with Nazism, but one was, you know, it's almost like did the, like, maybe he was a phenomenal, maybe he deserved that Oscar. But it's almost like, was it more of the Academy going, "Uh, hey, we don't want to promote. Because, I mean, American History X is very, very very Racist, yeah, very heavy on the racist side, yeah. And I I can I can see where that may, you know, and of course it's all speculation, but for me,
0: you know, a lot of people feel like you said, political. The Oscars have come across in some regards as political, being you know people behind the scenes pulling the strings. It's like this is what we want to win, as opposed to what is best and what is the right thing. You know, that could possibly be. I don't know. We'll speculate here on the show and say that. But again, like I said, I'm going to have to watch this other movie just so I can see the side by side comparison to understand. How a movie like this doesn't, you know, win yeah. an Oscar, or he doesn't get a best actor performance, and then going back to the director, I mean, seriously, yeah. dude. I mean, it's it, your it, first dude, it time was, out, but look, your, your name yeah. is still
1: attached to it, right? Well, and that's the thing. Like, he fought so hard to get his name unattached to it.
0: What a moron!
1: Right? No, I how agree. How stupid I agree. can you and be? Really, he hasn't gone on to produce much. I mean, he hasn't really gone on to well, do much. Obvi- his obviously overall obviously body it. of work would speak for itself. Then, I mean, yeah. so I mean, obviously. well, and I mean, maybe because he through he. Made Made this such a big deal that maybe Hollywood's like, oh, we're not hey, really blackballed him. him a little
0: bit. You, you know, know you brought I mean, that stuff possible. on yourself. But don't. it's
1: like this is a great film, obviously. Yeah. You know, de-
0: dealing with racism,
1: we've covered that. I, I mean, see, so but, so,
0: okay. so this was ninety eight for this. Yeah, it was released. Edward Norton had already put out. Uh, he'd already been in a few pretty good movies up yeah. to this point. Yeah. So, and this is his director's first time out the gate with yeah. a big, you right. know, big And Edward Norton actually
1: took a pay cut in this, in doing this film. The way
0: I look at it, and this director should just not look the gift horse in the mouth. Uh, right? right. He should have yeah. just took what was given to him right. and, just, and, and check your ego at the door. Right. And understand you are basically being given a gift. Yeah. So shut up and go with it. Yeah. Directors. <laughs>
1: directors. Directors. Glad I never was one. <laughs> not yet. You, who knows? Not yet. <laughs> Um, okay, so dealing with the content in and of itself. Right. I personally, because of working in the inner city, I've worked with, uh, you know, African Americans, I've worked with those in poverty, um, you know, and a lot of times those are synonymous with one another. They, you know, unfortunately that is kind of the way it is. And so, you know, but I have definitely seen because of that and being in that world and being invited into that world, I've seen some effects of white privilege, if you will. But I guess my question to you is, have you seen the effects, maybe not on a personal level, but have you seen the effects of racism? you know in your own life or been around people that have been affected by that
0: I can't honestly say that I have ever experienced racism directly it hasn't been anything that anyone that I know that i've seen it affect them i've never experienced it sure i've never been a part of that i try and distance myself from that i've certainly been around people who have made racial comments sure and i try again to distance myself from that I, i when i've had these conversations about race especially race in this country i always like to bring up the fact that my oldest memory that I can think back, living on Carpenter Drive in Owensboro, Kentucky, about four, we live in duplexes, and about three or four or five places down, there was, you know, we have a couple duplexes and there's a couple of houses. There was a family there. It was this white family, this little white kid, and they adopted a black kid. Well, that's my first introduction to race in America growing up, sure. four years, four or five years old, a little black kid named Andy. And they ended up moving away. The first time I ever went to church was with that family. And uh, it was a predominantly white church. Sure. And so you got this white family that adopted this black kid. And then I tag along with them to go to church. And I didn't know any different. Mm -hmm. He was just Andy down the street. Right. He wasn't a white kid. He wasn't a black kid. He was just a kid. Yeah. And so that's my introduction to it, to race. I've always approached people as people. Right. That's it. I don't see white. I don't see black. I don't see Asian, I don't see Mexican, I don't see any of that stuff. I just see people until you show me otherwise. And then you become a jerk, <laughs> right. an ass, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, then you're just whatever, right. you know. I really want to like people. Yeah. I like to like people. Yeah. Sometimes people suck, you know. It's true. And and it has nothing to do with their race. It has yeah. to do with them.
1: Them and their, char- <laughs> just, their just character. Their character as a and their person. Character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, But me personally, no, I've never I've never been put in a situation where there was like the uh, heavy racist tone Mm -hmm. to whatever was going on at that moment, like in a conversation or, uh, you know, activities or anything like that. I personally have never witnessed discrimination. I would be a fool to say that that doesn't exist because I've never seen it. Sure, sure. I would be an absolute fool to say that that is the case. Sure. So I can't speak to that. Yeah. I can't speak to it because I've never experienced it, but I can't say it doesn't exist because I've never experienced it. Right, right. Yeah. And
1: And unfortunately, it's like anything. You have good employees and bad employees. So, you know, when when it comes to police brutality, things like that, you have – good police officers and most of them I would say are but then you have some bad ones and some really bad ones and unfortunately they bring just like you would in your job and our job you know like we bring with us uh, and and this is the way we do it in life we bring with us our preconceived ideas that have been formed and shaped by our parents sitting at the dining room table as well as by the environment or the things that have happened to us we automatically skew it to fit our world view and so and they're building they become building blocks and unfortunately uh, if we don't have the interactions that we have, that we see with Edward Norton's character and uh, Dr. Sweeney and Lamont, those are two. Lamont, to, is, Lamont the is the guy in the laundry. The, yeah. And so you see these these conversations happening. Right. There's this openness
0: that happens.
1: And if we don't have those, then I can see where right. you get to the point. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, and, and, if you close yourself off to the possibility of more to the world yeah. than what your mind has created or what you know your surroundings or the people in your life have created in your mind, right. then, yeah, I can see where those building blocks. And I don't even look at it as a building block that creates you. Yeah. I look at it as a building. Building block that creates the cell around you yeah. that blocks you off from the rest of society. Yeah. It's almost That's like um, you're creating your own prison yeah. of hate yeah. when you allow yourself to be so narrow minded. Yeah,
1: And um, it's, so for me, probably one of my first experiences with racism was uh, I went to a school in Posey County. <laughs> um, <laughs> Middle of a cornfield. To say predominantly white school is an understatement. And the only kid that had any pigment that was any darker than white was a guy that became – he and I become best friends in high school. And his name was Matt. And Matt was a Korean, a Korean kid. And he had been adopted like as a baby into this uh, obviously white family. I had witnessed in class this – hillbilly Jack Off is what uh, we call him cuz I mean he just right. like I mean there's that's nicest I can say about him. The teacher would leave the room and he would turn and he would just start spewing racial slurs at, the, at my friend Matt and and at the whole time I'm just I like I think caught off guard cuz I'm like are you blown away is this, by like is this really happening is cuz in
0: your mind cuz I'm in, like in your
1: in your mind this is
0: Matt your friend. Yeah, this is Matt. This is just a guy. Right. And he's and, been here since basically birth and by all accounts American. Right. Because he, yeah, yeah, he may have been adopted, but he was adopted as a baby. He's been here his whole life. He's American.
1: Who then goes on to become a military police officer with the U.S. Army, by the way. Wow. (laughs) Defending the freedom for this jerk. (laughs) But, you know, it's just like. This this guy actually yeah, and that's what blows me away is like men and women yeah. that are uh, every race exactly. color creed religion that are bleeding and dying for you to have the right to be an ass exactly you know and that's that sad it, it just is like the hypocrisy yeah, of freedom yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just like what it's it's, it's definitely out there and unfortunately oh, yeah, we it's definitely we out there. um we obviously and like we've said before we can't really speak into a lot of that we can yeah. speak from our our right. perspective and things but yeah, i think I-, I think having an understanding that our world view is shaped by our experiences oh, yeah. and the people around us and who we let speak into our lives.
0: And I think, honestly, our lives and our life experiences with people of different nationalities and different races and different creeds, I think those experiences are also shaped by your ability to open yourself up. And if you don't have that ability, you basically make it easy for hate to burden you. Yeah. And if you allow yourself to open up and let other people in and see people for people and not see people for color of their skin or see people for whatever quote unquote faction they are, you know, stuff like that, then you don't narrow your viewpoint. You actually widen it. Yeah. And then you can start seeing so much more of the world. You know, with our jobs, we're in and out of buildings and neighborhoods and we see all kinds of different people every single day. My favorite thing to do is to greet each and every single one of them with a stupid joke (laughs) because if they smile, then I know they're having a good day and they're cool with me and I'm cool with them. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it, like Edward yeah. Furlong said, and this life is just too damn short yeah. for hate to be burdening you. Yeah. And I just, I don't have time for it. I just have zero time for it. I have zero patience for it. Yeah. I just, I want to live this life the best I can, day in and day out. Take care of myself. Take care of my family. And maybe go on a vacation once or twice <laughs> a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I don't have time for all the other BS yeah. that's going on. I just really don't. Yeah. I get so worked up when I see people who dedicate so much time to hating other people. Yeah. It just boggles the mind. It just makes no sense to me yeah. whatsoever. What do you think drives that? Oh, God. I really don't know, man. I don't know what drives the hate train in people's brains. Yeah. I I, I can't wrap my head around it. I can't relate to it. I can't even begin to start to unravel that mystery because it just doesn't make any sense to me to hate somebody for the color of their skin or to hate somebody because they speak differently or whatever. People are people people yeah. are just people. So
1: obviously I've told you I have have experience in history in the church. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole nother level of just closed mindedness, if you will, with a lot of things. And there's some aspects that I can maybe understand because I grew up in that. And I, like, so I can kind of understand where people are coming from. But others, the conclusion I have drawn is people are afraid.
0: I can see that. Like for fear sure.
1: is a driving factor. Yep. The fear of the unknown. So they close themselves off. I think I, I, the reason why I bring this point up Is more so Because I keep going back To Dr. Sweeney and Lamont And I think You know We're not going to Solve the world problems On Dude What Podcast But (laughs) But However (laughs) What? You know The 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 few of you that are listening, you know, uh, all six of you, <laughs> we've grown. We're going band yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, we no, were four. Now I, we're up to six. I think that one of the biggest things that could happen is what you see there, because you know, there's a lot of people talking over people oh, yeah. with, within this conversation of race in America. Oh, yeah, and I think if they would stop and fold laundry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know,
0: and, and like Lamont said, literally take your time. Yeah. You know, there could be, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but maybe the possibility of him saying, you know, take your time. There's always going to be more laundry. Yeah. Maybe that's a correlation to life itself. There's always going to be more of what's going on. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Take your time.
1: And have that conversation. Have the
0: conversation, you know. With be, somebody that is different than you. Be yours. willing to sit down and have the conversation. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, this isn't a race thing, this is more of a religion thing, but in high school. My cousin Troy, he was big into Marilyn Manson. It was almost like he was living the part, you know. Yeah, he yeah. wore you know, the clothes and he did his hair up, you know, and here I am in Freaking shorts and flip flops and a shirt, you know. But the two of us, we got along great all the time, you sure, know. Sure. Some of the stuff he was into, I was not into right, at right. all. You know, he had this ideology that he had, you know, based off of this persona, of Marilyn Manson character, sure, and, you sure. know, with religion and everything. And so he had this viewpoint based on religion and all this stuff. And it's very strong yeah. one, you know, his viewpoint is very sure, strong. Sure. And, you know, I had my viewpoint, but we never allowed it to clash. right One day we're, I, I used to work at Burger King, the, the BK, BK, BK Lounge. The BK Lounge. <laughs> Dan Cook, Another Reference, uh I used to work at Burger King, and he would come in there and he would hang out. yeah So Troy would come in, and he would uh he would sit in the dining room and wait for me to get off work. And then I would go out when I get off work, and we just sit there and you know BS, and yeah. chill. One afternoon, I was working, and I got done, I went out. And he was out there, and he was in his full Marilyn Manson garb. And he was wearing like a like a clerks uh, like a like a clerics yeah. collar, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, yeah like full and, on. Yeah, yeah, he had like these his eyebrows shaved, and oh man, I mean, it was he was full <laughs> on into it, you know. Well, he. He's sitting there, and there's this dude sitting at a table next to him. Boy, and the guy's sitting there eating a sandwich. He keeps looking over at Troy. (laughs) He just keeps looking over at him. And I'm sitting there thinking, "All right, this is going to be some stuff here, right?" Yeah. Well, the guy just calmly looks at Troy, and he's like, "Uh," "He's like, why? Why do you wear the outfit?" He was legitimately like,
1: like, "Yeah, wanting to know, wanting
0: to know." Yeah, he wasn't being a smartass, and he wanted to know. Yeah. So he asked him, and Troy sat there, and they literally had a conversation back and forth about religion, about Manson, his music, you know. What meanings there are, uh, his outfit, what this guy believed in and stuff. They had a 25 minute conversation in this dining room, back and forth, very civil, very peaceful. And then when when they were done, the guy said, He's like, well, that's cool. He's like, I just, you know, I was just curious. So he was like, You have a nice day. And Troy was like, You have a nice day. And that was it. Yeah. My point being is, if you sit down and have a dialogue, yeah. a peaceful dialogue, yep. and one side is able to get their point across and the other side is able to get their point across, you can accomplish more than yelling over top of each yeah. other. It's so much easier to yep. just peacefully communicate back and forth. Yeah. It's not a hippie tree hugger notion. It's just simple facts. Yeah. You get more accomplished when you're trying to not just drive your agenda right. and you're trying to actually get knowledge yeah. and trying to understand the other side. Yep. And honestly... 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 Like I said, don't want to go into politics or anything like this, but I think that is what killed Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. in the presidency, mm-hmm. uh, running for the office. Yeah. She was so quick to just dismiss the people who were supporting Trump right. that she didn't actually listen to the people that were supporting Trump. Right. And understanding what their concerns were and what their gripes were and what their frustrations were right. with the presidency, the White House, and government in general. Right. If she had taken the time instead of just dismissing them and just assuming she was going to you know, win this in a walkaway— <laughs> Yeah. She would have understood and been able to connect with these people, right. and maybe got some of them to believe in her. Right? You know, listen to me. Let, let me talk to you. Let me give you a little bit of faith. Trust me. I, I can. I can do this for you, people. I know you're frustrated. I know you're you're hurt, and you're you know you you just you're angry. Yeah. And trust me. Yeah. Let me take you on this journey, and we'll make. This world better. We'll make this country better. Yeah. And she didn't do that. Yeah. She just dismissed them. And obviously, as yeah. the country spoke up and said, "No, no, 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 you're not going to just shoo us away." Right. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean,
1: it's it's so. I mean, and communication
0: can, is key in yeah. everything. And
1: you can use that obviously within dealing with race, yep. uh, dealing with religion, yep. dealing with politics, especially. Anything. Uh, Anything. I think that you you know, it's a great point of the fact that instead of going approaching automatically assuming one, I already know what you think. Because because exactly. of what you're wearing, or right. the way you vote, or exactly. what, you know what you look like, and instead just looking at you as like, hey, let's have a convert. Instead of me trying to prove my point, let me just listen.
0: Honestly, I think debate should be a prerequisite for every high school student. I agree because I it, agree. it gives you a forum. To speak your point of view against someone who has an opposing point of view. Yeah. But you don't yell at each other. Right. You're presenting facts from your point of view and you're presenting facts from your point of view. Right. And you find a common ground in the middle. Yeah.
1: And I, you may walk away still disagreeing. Yeah. But, but at least you listened.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, and then you can process that later. You right. know. No, oh, that's good. It's really good. I I knew we would get off
0: topic of just the movie, obviously. This is one of those topics that branches out into so many other things. It does. It's amazing how race relations in this country can filter into everything that you touch. Very much so. I mean, it really does. That's why this is one of these things. I I get so... I'm at a point for me personally. I'm at a point where I'm over all the race stuff. Yeah. I want everyone to be just chill, cool with each other. Your kids can walk down the street without fear. My kids can walk down the street without fear. I, that's the point where I want to be. Yeah. I want to be at that point where I walk past a, the person on the street and that person's cool with me. I'm I'm cool with that person. Yeah. I, that's where I want to be. But I know we're nowhere near that. Right. Because stuff like this doesn't happen overnight. No. Change doesn't happen overnight. And that's that's I get frustrated whenever i hear people you know get angry about stuff not happening right away right look at where we are in this country we didn't get here right away we didn't get here in a matter (laughs) of two years right all right yeah we are not so far removed from where black people were being drug out of their homes and lynched and killed yeah we're not too far removed from that. Yeah. We've made a lot of strides, yeah. but we'd be a fool to say we're completely removed from that. We're right. not, right? You know, that just happened 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. How long have we been fighting for racial discrimination to, to come to an end? Yeah. Hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, then,
1: then I it mean, it's not takes, even having it having a, takes all of us yeah. doing our part, right?
0: And I think also just not
1: having an understanding of our history, of, of Even unfortunately, there's been a lot of programs and things that have been put in place that I think have enabled this continual narrative to happen at this divide with race right. you know and, and then you add into the mix social media and you know sound bites yes. and video clips and things that have been just cut you know so then you're not getting the full story no, no. but you're basing again off of your personal
0: everyone's so rushed to just get the you know quick 10 second sound bite right. and then you create a misinformed opinion that you go and you blog about for a half hour right. over yeah. something that you heard and then you have to go Back. I mean, I think there are more fact checks now, right? You know, and you know, but then uh, there's fact checks for fact checks. Exactly. I mean, it just,
1: it's just yeah, ridiculous, yeah. you know. But it, I, think I a mean lot of it goes just again goes back to what you were yeah, <laughs> it again goes back to what you were saying. What, what like Lamont's response was like, "We've got time, you know, got plenty of time." And, and I also was thinking about the the dialogue that Edward Norton he, he's having with uh, Doctor Sweeney near the end in the uh, cafe or in the diner. You know, when he was like, "This is bigger than me." Like it's this was going on long before me, right? You know, right? And basically, Doctor Sweeney's response was like, "You got to do something. Like yeah. you, you have that you responsibility." Have to, yeah. And honestly, I think approaching this this episode, I was I had some fear and trepidation, and just because of the content. But what? then at the right, <laughs> but then by the on the other hand, I was somewhat excited about it because my my thinking is is that if you have a microphone, you better have something to say. Sure. And yeah, we're doing a movie podcast. We're we're having fun, but and that's that's something, especially in the church world, that I was a big proponent on. Is just like just because you have a microphone doesn't mean you. You're saying anything important, but you need to be because you have the microphone.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: you know, well, I so think my, you... my hope is, is that yeah. even in our dialogue and our conversation, even today, maybe it will help, maybe it'll encourage you guys as listeners to take time <laughs> oh yeah and honestly try to get to know somebody that you would never get to know like yeah. somebody that is completely different than you try to have a conversation with and you'd
0: them. be surprised what kind of common ground you would actually find uh, uh, yes
1: it's crazy very much so yeah. that's my soapbox but um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, any other thoughts about this particular movie that stood out to you that just had an impact on you that you liked didn't like
0: just the the one word that keeps coming back to me is powerful yeah. it's just a very powerful movie not only a powerful movie but I think it's it's an important movie i really do especially in this country now we have to understand that there's a possibility that our way of thinking is wrong yeah start to make a change make a change for the better you're not just doing it for yourself you're doing it for your kids kids after that kids after that you know and down the line, this world is going to last a hell of a lot longer than we are, yeah. you know, despite what the doomsday preppers and all of which. Which, by the way, you're there. wrong because <laughs> yeah. uh, we're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we survived. I don't even know what the hell that was. I don't what was know. It, it, it was, was <laughs> supposed to
1: be some
0: nut job. Uh, yeah. like, that, that, honestly,
1: this is the reason why I was hesitant to even mention my involvement in the church world because, <laughs> uh, truthfully, I, I feel like I spend most of my time apologizing for quote unquote. "Quote unquote Christians," right. because you know, and I so much so that I don't want to be labeled that. It's right. just like call me a Jesus follower because I try to. Because there's so much cuckoo LaRue stuff going on <laughs> that it's like, hey, we had an eclipse. Well, here's 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 a. Here's a fun fact for you, Dude's a uh, prophecy guy. America really doesn't play a big role in a lot of what you're talking about. Yeah. So you know, it, it just yeah. I don't know. There, there's yeah. just so much that yeah. So when I see a lot of that, I'm just like, right. please don't. I I think you know, the, know. the overall point is my wife like, hides like, Facebook from me a lot of times <laughs> because of because of stuff <laughs> like that. But the point, the
0: point <laughs> being is this world is going to be out here. Right, it's going to be a all lot. lot all yeah. of us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So make the best of it right, right now. There's yeah. really yeah. no
0: reason yeah. to spend your time hating.
1: Yeah. If you can have the conversations now with people that are different yeah. than you and actually have a legit conversation with them, I, then yeah. guess what? Your children,
0: we'll have that the hope
1: that we're looking, you know, looking yeah. forward to take, they're going to be better off for it Oh yeah, because they're going to see you having those conversations, yep. but then it's going to open the door for you to have those conversations with your kids. It's just going to open up a, uh, a different world all around. Anyway, I, I is there, do you have any other thoughts?
0: No. No other thoughts. Because I, on I know
1: we've kind of gone long. I had a feeling yeah. we might. No other thoughts then. So give me some answers here, you want
0: answers? You want answers? I <laughs> want the
1: truth. You can't handle Finally the truth. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Finally. Sorry.
0: Oh, man. It's just one um, of those
1: movies that stir you up. and
0: Yeah, it really does. <sighs> this wasn't a tough movie to rank. Sure. Okay? Sure. I'll go ahead and give my ranking for it uh it's I'm a five the dude. right okay. so that's it's a really good me. movie it's yeah. a powerful uh, movie but from a rewatchable standpoint i mean it's low for yeah. me just because the it's so brutally honest sometimes it's hard to face the truth and this is one of those movies like i mean it it's a gut check to society in my opinion yeah. it really is no, right like, you have to open your damn eyes yeah. you really have to open your eyes and this, this movie is just a reminder of how much further of down the road we have to go. But as far as a movie goes, it's a five. This yeah. is a masterpiece film. Yeah. You know, for, for the message that it sends, for the performance, the character evolution, yeah. the character interaction. The story is solid. The characters are solid. I, I really feel like this is probably one of the most important films I've ever watched. I mean, yeah. it, it, it really is. Wow. So it's That's, a five. Wow.
1: Um. I don't know how to segue from that, man. Like just the the yeah. But I'll just Time for <laughs> wacky film news. <laughs> and even to this day, Brian,
0: <laughs> I still struggle with segues. <laughs> yes you do. Yes you do. No wacky film news for you guys. Right. <laughs> How you guys doing, by the way? After that episode, are you doing okay? Are you doing okay, Jim? <laughs> I am. I can am. we can we breathe? <sighs> Now's the time to talk about the Amazon link for the Kleenex boxes. <laughs> <and> the... <laughs> Get your copy of American History X and a box of Kleenexes because you're going to need it. Gosh, man. Wow. Let me just say right now, getting production notes for this episode required me to go back and actually listen to the episode. That way I can get a full grasp of where we were at the time. I I can still remember a lot from that episode because this is an episode that sticks with me. But going back and re-listening to it, especially the montage. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It just put me back into that state when we first watched the film yeah. on this show. I've stuck true to it. I I've said it on the show. This was not going to be a high rewatchability movie for me. Going right. forward, I probably will never watch it again. I still have not watched this movie because I just don't think that I can handle it. Yeah. Some of the words that kind of were coming out and you know as I was taking notes and getting all this stuff together, somber. Sadness, anger, all these different emotions going back. And it's crazy that this episode, and we talked about it on the front half, about changing the tone of our show. Not not necessarily with just this episode, but just with our show. It's just crazy how this episode in particular really shifted what we do on the show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you guys obviously just got to hear... The genuine and then I wanted to make sure that I say this again, like right. I believe I mentioned it on that show, but like the genuine reaction
0: mm-hmm.
1: of when you started talking about the film right and I remember to this day, like this is one of these episodes i haven't had to go back and listen to i, wa- I really ha- i haven't right, but I remember it almost right. as if it just happened. There were moments in that as far as the recording process goes, and I just remember sitting across from you as you were processing what you just saw for the very first time. Right. And I remember thinking, there was part of me that was like, I was trying to be very much in the moment and hold space for you. Yep. But then there's this other part of my brain that was like, I hope the hell he does not cut this from the show. Because it, it was such, for me, it was such a visceral, genuine reaction. And I was like, mm-hmm. this this if if he keeps us uh, if he keeps us on the show yeah this will totally change us right from other movie podcasts and it Agreed. wasn't a it wasn't a braggadocious thing it wasn't any of that it was just mentally i was thinking i hope he doesn't become self-aware or concerned enough to where he cuts it
0: well the good thing about me is i have very much been an open book <laughs> most people that know me know i'm an open book you're gonna know exactly how I feel whenever I'm feeling it. So it's it's never been an issue. And so with regard to the show, you know, you talk about the idea of I hope he keeps this in. It was never a question whether or not I was going to cut it out or not. Whenever I was listening back and doing the original edit, it was staying in yeah. because it was just part of the show. The only problem that I had with, and in hindsight, looking back, and a lot of it has to do with the equipment that we were using at the time. You know, you guys know now we have these great microphones that... You know, they they have a great sound quality to them. They really capture us, you know, especially, you know, if we tweak things a little bit here and there. It's mainly on Jim's part. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's that church voice. But back in the day when we were still using the Rock Band microphones, Mm. one problem that we had with the Rock Band mics was you had to constantly be talking into them. And the reason why is because if there was a lull in sound, the mic would slowly shut itself off. Yeah. I mean, and not not in the regard of it powers down, but just in the regard of it stops recording. Yeah. It stops picking up sound. So, when you guys heard this just now, you probably heard some like weird kind of cuts and pops and stuff like that. That's because the microphone wasn't allowing for that dead air to just record and keep that same level. Right. And it really pisses me off whenever I look back at the edit on this show because I had to cut out a lot of that dead space there in my reactions that you guys are hearing when I was getting really emotional. And so it kind of sounds choppy when you listen back. And I hate that because there was some really technical term, pregnant pauses yeah. where there was this long just space when I mean, it was just where I was so emotional that I was still processing what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. And if I could even get it out. Yeah. And so from a production standpoint, I have some regrets that we still had those shit microphones at the time. But, I mean, we worked with what we had. We have microphones that I can do that now. Right. You know, so when we have genuine moments on our show now, you guys may have even heard it on the the Robin Williams episode that we did. I think that was, what, season one, season two or something like that when we actually covered the film Hook. Got really emotional in there Mm -hmm. talking about Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. And that was a very strong point in that episode and it's only driven by the fact that there was that pause that you could hear in there where I am gathering my thoughts in, in reflection of Robin Williams, you know, and what he means to me as an entertainer and someone that I looked up to from a comedic standpoint. So with regard to this episode from a production standpoint, I really wish that I had better microphones back then because I think it would have really made that moment in our show more impactful.
1: Well, and I, I, here's the thing I can say from behind the scenes that our friend, Super fan, just for the win. Yes. I remember after this episode, uh, she and I were talking. I can't remember, Like, I think we had seen each other. Like, I believe she lived down here still at that point, if I remember right. So, right. And she would come over for dinner or something. There was something we were we were physically in the same room talking. And uh, we were talking about this episode. And she got misty-eyed even as she was talking about it. She's like, you know, because she calls me Jimmy. She's like, Jimmy, I, like, the moment that he you know, got emotional, and like, she just kind of stopped and gathered her, you know, and it's just like, for me, and and that's what I was telling her, I was like, I was so, from a production side, I was very grateful, because I know the relationship that you and I have, I know the friendship that we have, I know the deep, heavy conversations we have off air. Mm -hmm. A lot of people probably just see us as a bunch of you know, knuckleheads were yuck yucking all the time, having fun. Yeah, that's and awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, but and I, we've talked about this before on yeah. our show of like the fact that the sometimes the most comedic people, sometimes the the most funniest people, actually have a very deep dramatic uh, side, to uh, very them. dark mm-hmm. well that they draw from. Yep. And you and I are very similar in that aspect, and so I think that we, you know, we have many. uh very intimate, very, very uh, heavy conversations that we have made an intentional choice not to put those out. So for it to become part of a film and talking about a film, right. and part of the show to kind of share that piece of us. And I think for me, you know, I, I mean, we joke about like this show f- for me has become therapy, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But you know there there's a piece of us that we we want we want to share with the world. Right. I think what you're trying to say is on a base level everyone wants to be able to connect with people. Yeah. And they want to be able to connect with people in the most real version of themselves. Right. And the only way you can yeah. do that is to totally be vulnerable in what you're feeling and what you want to say. I think because i am such an open book it's not that hard for me to do that and so doing it on this show trying to connect with people in that regard through our little movie talks and the, the stuff that we do here it was just a natural extension of who we are especially me you know because i'm the one who was a blubbering mess but <laughs> <laughs> but it's a true representation of who we are off mic too as right. well yeah there's not a lot of difference from on mic and off mic
1: that's a good way to put it actually now that you say it like that because i think and again during this season during this time i'm still trying to figure out myself right and w- what we're presenting right because right. we're presenting this to the world we don't know who's listening uh right. we know that the whole world has access we know maybe four people are actually listening but yeah. like hey um you know you know like or used to but like uh <laughs> <laughs> But, but the, the fact of like, you know, I think for me during that time was still trying to figure out not necessarily who I am, but who are we presenting? Right. Are we going to present ourselves? Or are we going to present a character of ourselves? Right. right? Uh, and this is still early on in the podcasting aspect. So and I think that's something that all podcasters kind of work through as entertainers or, or whatever. Right. Is like, are you going to give your real self? Or are you going to give a version of yourself? Right. Or an avatar? Right. And uh for I, me this was a, a very pivotal moment of like saying, Hey, this is who, who we are. Especially for you, this is who I am. And I hope people appreciate it, but you weren't even it wasn't even there was no production, there was no pretension, there was nothing in it. Yep. It was just you were responding to a movie that you just saw that ripped your guts out. Yep.
0: That's why I created the format whenever I pitched you this show. Originally, because I wanted to be able to get my visceral reactions to films right off the jump. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to process. I wanted to process on the show. I wanted the, the show to be the process. And I feel like we've created that. Yeah. So pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we have done it the way that we have done it, for sure. You know, we, we talk about all these crazy in-depth conversations that you and I have you know, on mic, off mic, uh, the, the two worlds kind of bleed together. Uh, it just kind of makes me wonder, Jim, from a religious standpoint, do you still feel like you should apologize for Christians everywhere? <laughs> Are you still in that same frame of mind? <laughs> this is a trap question. It is.
1: Uh... <laughs> You know, here's the thing. Um there's a part of me that yes. Yeah. You and I know this cuz we just had a conversation, you know, right. uh with with Benji. Yeah. About uh this very thing and mm. about someone that was using uh, him as a project, right? you know, and you guys are sitting there eating like it's no problem like you're just listening and I'm I'm literally you're getting forward. angry. Like yeah. I'm like I might go commit a crime after I leave here, <laughs> you know, like I was just very Frustrated. and I even have, after you kind of walked away, I told Benji I was like, "Look, I just want to tell you I'm sorry. Like this right. is not this is not a representation of of Christ. This is not a representation of what Jesus was about." Right. And so I, I do feel like at times there there's still that I don't know, man. Like I you know I being outside of the stained glass more than I am on the inside nowadays. Yeah, there's part of me that it, it, I'm saddened. I'm more so saddened for the people in it that are continuing to perpetuate hurt. Yeah. and pain unknowingly. Gotcha. There is a piece that I want to apologize to those that are experiencing the hurt and the pain right. from those. But then there's this almost a sense of pity and kind of just, I don't know, just a, an observer watching a lot of these people in that in the church world that are the ones perpetuating those things that now there's fruit coming to bear for the seeds they've
0: planted for so long. Gotcha. And
1: I will let the listener decide if that's a good fruit or a
0: bad fruit. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Jim, the listeners just heard on this episode, whenever we revealed that it was American History X, the story about how I came across this copy of it, because you had made mention. It's like, hey, this looks like a used copy. Did you buy this? And I did buy it. I bought it at a store called Legacy Thrift, and you guys heard me talk about it on there it was a, a like a resale shop and they just happened to have it on the shelf and the reason why i bring it up jim two points one legacy thrift is no longer open it's very sad because therefore a run of about two three years my wife and i would always go there because we love to go to resale shops that's like our thing we goodwill stores resale shops consignment shops that's our thing we love doing that and we drove by there and it was closed it's like a flooring store now so very sad no more legacy thrift yeah. But the real reason why I want to bring it up, Jim, and you don't even know this, this is this is a fun little thing that I'm going to reveal here. Did you buy a thrift store? I, I bought a thrift store. I, I right. now own a thrift store. Honestly, thrift is no longer because you bought it. Yeah. Call okay. me Lamore. I'm going to pop some bags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm, I'm looking for a cover. This is... Listen to me carefully. You're an idiot! <laughs> Stupid. No, Jim, I did not buy a thrift store. Me buying American History X shaped this show and changed the the direction of this show. Really? And I'll, and I'll explain why. When I put this category together for you, I originally, and I had the intention of actually covering the film A Time to Kill. That's a okay. reveal for you guys. I have never seen the movie A Time to Kill. What? Oh. <laughs> wow. I originally wanted to cover A Time to Kill. And so I told myself whenever I got back from Florida, I was going to rent a copy of A Time to Kill. I'm not big into signs. I'm not big into the universe is trying to speak to me, that whole thing. But whenever I walked into Legacy Thrift that day and I saw American History X sitting on the shelf and it was a really good copy and it was dirt cheap, I was like, maybe something's trying to tell me that this is the film that I should do instead. And it just so happened to be in the category. Wow. So I made the shift whenever I bought it down there to do that film instead of A Time to Kill.
1: Okay, wow. So,
0: so because of happenstance with regard to me just being in the right place at the right time, it inadvertently altered the course of our show. Wow. At, at on, on episode 11. You, you had no idea about that, did you? No, I didn't. That's crazy.
1: Especially because it's a... Th- you said it's a thrift store. Well, it wasn't a video store. It's a thrift store. No, it
0: was a thrift store. They they, just, they had like maybe 10 DVDs just sitting on like a shelf. Interesting. And it was just laying there. And it happened to be, I, I am not even making this up. It happened to be laying. Like all the other DVDs are like lined up in a row, you know, yeah. standing up. This one just happened to be laying on the shelf. Like, oh, ah! like <laughs> just right Interesting. there. Interesting. I just happened to walk. I'm like, huh, what are the odds? <laughs> wow. That's so, crazy, man! Yeah, no, I didn't know that. All this conversation we talk about, my reaction to it, and everything, and how it shifted, how our tone for the show is, and how we would approach being who we are on mic, and just yeah. you know, bare bones, and all that stuff. It came from this episode, from this film, but it would not have happened. May- maybe it would have. I don't know.
1: But, I, but yeah.
0: because it was this film, it happened in the way that it happened.
1: Wow. Yep. You know, we we've talked about often. And I mean, more so off air, but all the little happy coincidences right of our show yep. you know for for a show that nobody's ever heard of <laughs> it's almost like the universe keeps saying hey put this stuff out you, you right. need to be doing this yeah so. but then again maybe it's not that we need to be re- it's just more so you and i just need to hang out and i think we work just, through our feelings so, yeah we just you know. need to
0: hang out work through our feelings and maybe play some hero quest but yeah we'll talk about, about that later too, so. so anyway jim
1: <laughs> speaking of little douches uh, <laughs> hey hey <laughs>
0: So I cut it off here on this episode, the new categories for Jim, <laughs> the categories that I gave Jim on this episode, post-apocalyptic comedies that start with a W and movies for the ladies. Now, Jim chose comedies that start with a W, but I think he was kind of begrudgingly because he was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I got loose with the format you with did. regard to the categories you I was did. having a little fun with and you're like, yeah, you're a little too loose.
1: Yeah, well, and I think I think again in light of the conversation that we were having right. on this episode, and then going into that, I yeah, but I mean I obviously chose comedies that begin with a
0: W. Yeah, and so episode twelve from our original run, dude, what original that is. Little douche is what it's titled. <laughs> little douche. Just a, little, just a douche, little douche, Jim. Actually turned out to be a really, really, really fun episode. <laughs> Actually a great episode and had a running gag there for a while with the just a little, just douche. A little douche. The options were Wedding Crashers, White Chicks, and Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, comedies that start with a W. So you have that to look forward to on the next Dude What? original release from our archive. A lot of fun on that episode. I got no more production notes for this episode. This was a really heavy episode. I'm glad we got to talk about it and work through some of the stuff, especially from a production standpoint. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to throw out there for the listeners? No, With man. regard to this I mean, episode?
1: I don't think, like, in regards to this one, I mean, no, I really don't. I mean, it's one of those that, you know, I, I just, yeah, it's one of those films that just will stick with you for right. sure.
0: I think the only thing that I can really remember from a production, it's not even from a production standpoint, it's just from a, a an emotional vibe standpoint. I do remember after we recorded that episode and we were all done and got everything together, usually we have like some nice back and forth and we just kind of cut up and stuff. Yeah. You pretty much got your stuff and just we kind of just said, "Hey, uh, I guess I'll yeah. see you tomorrow," and you just left. Yeah, you know, I and mean, I think we were both just drained at that point.
1: Yeah, no, it, it definitely was one of those that, that um, and you know, I I vaguely remember coming home and I think Kylie had asked like, "Well, what movie did you guys talk about?" And I was like, "Well, it was this," and I was like, "It was it was a lot, babe," you know, kind of <laughs> thing. It was yeah. like one of those like, you know. Up until this point, we didn't really know, and I mean, we still were still trying to figure things out, and I mean, we were having fun. We were most of the time laughing, cutting up, and all that. So I, I think it was, yeah, it was just a very pivotal episode, right? And I because I remember even a couple of days after that, actually interacting with you throughout that all that next week, because then you had to go back and edit it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like so i just i do remember that like that the, like you were
0: you were kind of It was of, not fun man it was not were, a fun time yeah, it,
1: it was very depressing that, that like whole week
0: was, and a half from the recording of it to yeah. the editing and getting it all put out and then re-listening back to it to make sure everything was good yeah. from a bells and whistles standpoint not fun man probably one of my least favorite experiences yeah. with this show from a creative to production standpoint
1: so, and I mean, and all that happened right after you got back from Florida. So, yay,
0: yeah. yay, me! <laughs> <laughs> Needed another vacation. Yeah, no crap. So, all right, so I got nothing else, man. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the show. Hey, new listeners. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, yo, hello. Hey, what what have you been up to? What are you What are you guys doing, man? How How'd that doctor's appointment go? It go pretty well. Yeah. everything good. How's those shoes, man? Those shoes look great, man. They look really good. Bet you can run real fast. Yeah, man. What about that haircut? Oh, man, that hair is looking great. Good job. I like it. We want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Seriously, we really appreciate it. Old listeners, hey, man. Bedrock for what we do, man. You guys have been sticking around since, like, the dawn of time. We really appreciate your patience and loyalty. I mean... Seriously, we we love you guys. As always, you can check out everything that is dude what related at dowhatpod.com. You can find our blogs, you can find the original archive, but you don't have to worry about going there. We're releasing everything on the feed. That's right. All these do what originals are all fresh, new. You get all these production notes. You get to find out crazy stuff that Jim didn't even know about. <laughs> this is why we are doing what we we're doing with season three. Re-releasing everything from the archive, getting it out there on the feed. That way we can Touch a new audience. With your consent, of course. <laughs> don't make it weird. All right. <laughs> God. We are just on all say, I so- just covered our bases. <laughs> man. Are horrible. We are on all the social media pages and websites and apps. We're everywhere, man. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa, uh, YouTube, uh, Pinterest. I don't know. What Twitter else are we on? Formerly known as Twitter. X. X. We're not ecstasy. Don't don't do ecstasy. The only no we actually there, need to so. be doing is subscribing to us That's and right. giving us five-star reviews. That's right. That's really all we want. You can also check us out on Facebook under a little thing called All Access. All Access. It's a fun behind-the-scenes secret ninja group. Jim's going to be posting some stuff on there. I think we might be doing some fun stuff thanks to uh, a little birdie named Alex Regal. Can you guys hear that? You don't know what that is, but I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a lot of fun whenever you guys find that out, and we're going to do it in All Access, and it's going to be great. You actually guys might be able to get to see Alex in person through All Access. That would be pretty fun. You've got to get a wide angle. Yeah, because he's Angel jacked. Williams, he's freaking jacked. We, I, you know what we might do? We might just have to put him on the other side of the garage, and then we'll stand in the foreground, and then we'll just we'll film it that way. There you go. I you think that'll that. work.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude's <laughs> like a triangle, man. Wait, what? Like an upside-down triangle. Like, just built? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah. I look more like a pear. No, Probably
1: you not don't. Even that. No,
0: no, you don't. Yeah. You're like a watermelon. You know, suddenly,
1: I'm hungry for a fruit cup.
0: It's thanks yeah. Ha <laughs> anyway let me get back to what i'm doing here we're getting sidetracked here my god all access if you want to get into it it's really easy you just got to email the show or write us on any of the social media stuff and say hey man i want to get into all access and jim will let you into all access it's really easy and if you want to email us doing it that way it's super easy you can follow any one of the links down at the bottom of the show notes hey you guys at do write us a comment question concern critique ask to be in all access uh give us some recipes uh talk about your trip to your aunt ethels i don't care just write to the show we want to interact with you we want to join the conversation with you and then we will read it on air we actually got some fun email that we're going to be reading from mr alex regal the tie-in to this uh this little thing that i got here laying on the desk here And, and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be very awesome I, I know the reactions that Jim has every time I mention the emails and some of the stuff that Alex has said. And he's just been cracking up. And I've purposely told him, do not tell me anything. Just wait until we read the email. I know we keep teasing it, keep teasing it, but we're just waiting until the right opportunity to do it. And actually, that's going to be coming up here real soon. And I mentioned show notes earlier. If you go down to the bottom of the show notes there, I mean it's gonna have links for everything. You know, Jim's gonna tag the hell out of everything with regard to this episode. But there's also gonna be Amazon links. You follow that, go do your shopping at Amazon. It's gonna let Amazon know that you got there from us. So maybe we get a little bit of kickback. I don't know, maybe. 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 Probably not, but you know, the thought counts. Basically we're Amazon affiliates, so yeah. yeah. Exactly that's what that means. But there's
1: also Multiple other ways You can support us Exactly If you want to become A producer mm-hmm. we have a way That you can uh, You hit the donate button Basically mm-hmm. uh, You know you, or Become a sponsor I yes. think That's what we, how we have that There's some clothing mm-hmm. Articles of clothing That you could purchase There's mugs
0: uh, Mugs Hats Yeah hats Beanies
1: Beanies All kinds of good stuff
0: so. Good fun stuff In yeah. our merch store. You want to go and Check all that out Good times are had by all whenever you go to com, Jim, I don't think I have anything else, man. I think we're done with this episode. I think we've covered everything that we need to cover with regard to American History X and the production notes that went along with that. I think we should just go ahead and bounce on out here. What do you think? I'm I'm with you. Is that another fat joke? my gosh. Um, Guys, don't listen to him. All right, We are going to see you on the very next episode. We love you guys. See you down the road. Bye guys.